This is the Rich Eisen Show. Holmes going to try it. Here he comes, and he's safe at the plate. Wow. Oh, I don't know. And the call is upheld. And the home plate umpires and the umpires are not required to tell the audience what happened. They couldn't tell. It's inconclusive. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests, Stanford head coach David Shaw, NFL Network analyst Charles Davis, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth, and now it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We've got a heck of a three-hour program in store for you, keeping an eye on all the News that is breaking in the sports world and beyond, just for you right here on NBC Sports on Peacock and this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate, whether it's NBC Sports Audio Channel 211, Sirius XM, or right here on this terrestrial radio dial and this radio station smart enough to have the Rich Eisen Show. We appreciate you joining. It's good to see you, uh, Chris Brockman. How are you? What do you say, Mike? Del Tufo, back from whatever the hell he was doing Um, yesterday. Cubs uh, Brewers game, actually. Hey, by the way, it sounded great if I was listening to it. I mean... Uh, Good to see you, TJ Jefferson. How are (laughs) you over there? Good to see you. Hola, Rich. Good to see you you? today. Uh, We have got a lot going on. Um, Lots going on in the NFL world and the NFL draft. We'll get to that in a second. Jamal Murray's got a torn ACL, and that is big-time news for the Denver Nuggets, who, as we all know, were one of the uh, stellar stories coming out of the NBA bubble last year. And then to see what we could see from this team with Jamal Murray being uh, uh, a a playoff performer that we saw last year and getting set to see how he and the Nuggets, currently fourth in the NBA Western Conference standings, uh, 14 games over 500, wondering how they they would look um, in um, in the postseason with this kid. Maybe he can have that sort of career where once April, uh, May, and June, or in this year, May and June and July hits, he's that type of guy you just don't want to see and takes his team and puts it on his back, and he and the Joker could take the Nuggets back to the Western Conference Finals, if not beyond, when we're all staring at teams in Los Angeles or the Suns or Utah, how they're playing. And unfortunately for him, uh, an ugly injury last night. It is a torn ACL, and the Nuggets... Um, season has taken a considerable hit right now. Um, and uh, what's the only word for it other than a bummer? Just you know, a bummer, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I'm uh, unfortunately uh, sorry to po- pass that along to to everyone um, in, uh, in, in the Rocky Mountain area or all the Nuggets fans across the country that one of the more dynamic players in the NBA is out indefinitely is what they're saying. So that is basically it for him this season. Uh, in the NBA, uh, in the in the NFL world, Chris, my condolences to you. Although, what a hell of a run for somebody who is a seventh oh, round choice as a quarterback, absolutely, and uh, and absolutely. becoming the go to guy and one of the best performances uh, we've seen from by a wideout in a postseason career by anybody in Julian Edelman, one of our favorites to be on this show. He's a media darling for many different reasons. Um, and, um, and he hung him up yesterday as he failed a physical Patriots terminated his contract. And that was all in accordance of him saying that he is done, that his body can no longer withstand the rigors of an NFL campaign. And so there's two ways to look at it. One, which is the rational, normal, humane, um, empathetic, sympathetic, and also um, 
the right way to look at it, quite honestly, which is what a career. Unbelievable. And we will discuss that. Yeah, what a career. And, of course, the uh, other way to look at it is can't wait to see what he's going to look like with the Buccaneers. That'll be fantastic. Stop it. Stop. The num- even, my, even, <laughs> even, 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 my, even Zan, my 12-year-old, was saying, does that mean he's going to play with Tampa? Is that what he's going to go with Gronk? He literally said, as, as I turned off the light, and I'm like, Can you, we're going to sleep now, was – is everybody from New England going to wind up playing for Brady? Is what he said to me as he was going to sleep. <laughs> I don't think. So, I don't think Edelman would have done that even if he was healthy. Well, he and Brady, as we all know, are linked forever, and they are tight. They are BFFs. And Tom Brady said on Twitter, on the biggest stage and in the biggest moments, you always came through. You never lost that chip on your shoulder and you never let anyone define you as a person or player. I'm proud of you, Jules. Love you at Edelman 11. Bill Belichick's statement that he released through the Patriots today was was quite something. It was filled with the highest of praise and you could see much love and respect. Let's not forget again, Julian Edelman, Seventh round choice out of Kent State at quarterback, becoming one of the greatest postseason wide receivers in the history of the NFL. And I keep saying postseason because that's where his numbers lie. That's where the conversation lies as to whether he is an all-time great or not. His regular season numbers, when you compare them with uh when you compare them with wide receivers who are still waiting to get in the Hall of Fame, like right. uh, fellow Super Bowl MVP Heinz Ward, like Torrey Holt. You cannot, you cannot compare the numbers. They are not comparable. Right. Right. Uh, that is not to say that he wasn't a clutch performer in some clutch regular season games and was a must, must cover, must have, must mark, must circle for the defense against New England and Tom Brady and Julian Edelman when he was out there in December games, November games against the Colts, against the Steelers. We could go on and on and on. What he did, essentially, let's not forget when he came in, that's when Wes Welker was Brady's guy. That's when Wes Welker was Brady's guy in the slot. That's when Wes Welker, as we know, moved on. Who was going to be Brady's next guy? It was Julian Edelman. And when we look at Brady's second half of his Patriots career, his first half of his Patriots career had Welker, had the, what, Pattons and yeah, Deion Patton Branches. And, and, and right. Ben Coates. Right. And, yeah. The second half of Brady's Patriots career is Gronk and Edelman and Tom. And that's, that's the offense. I mean, there are obviously other pieces to it. James yeah. White is somebody who James scored White. the game-winning touchdown in an overtime, only overtime uh, win in the history of yeah. a Super Bowl. So, you know, Edelman is, without question, one of the best receivers in postseason history and one of the best players that Tom Brady's ever played with and took Brady to spots that Brady needed him to take him to. The Boston knee party catch, if you will. Oh, amazing. Which is that juggling grab where the ball was bouncing off of his knee <laughs> and just damn near off the ground and that comeback against the Atlanta Falcons is one of the greatest catches in the history of the Super Bowl. 
So I'm not going to get into the is he a Hall of Famer chat. And I thought that was so, I mean, I, I knew it was coming, but it was so unfair it. yesterday. Like 30 minutes after this guy posts this amazing video, correct? all of Twitter was just, Wes Welker was trending yesterday. And Calvin Johnson, it's just like, let the guy have a day. Well, Let him enjoy the moment. Or let me put it this way. The fact that we're having the conversation, is he a Hall of Famer or not, for someone who was a seventh-round choice out of Kent State at quarterback okay. and made himself into who he became and made – yes, I mean, yes a, he had a goat at quarterback. The it, fact that we're even talking about that is reason enough to hoist one in the direction of, of Julian Edelman. That's true. I guess I, I don't want to spend any time – is he a Hall of Famer or is he not? Because there are ways to poke holes into the fact that he's oh, for sure. not going to Canton, Ohio, yeah, or course. shouldn't at least until other people get in. So I'm not going to go in that direction. Just the mere fact – that he made himself into what he became. And I, I, I understand he had the goat throwing to him. But the goat throws to people that he knows will be there. Yep. There's a dependability factor that comes to being thrown to by the goat. There's also a certain intensity that the goat puts out that few others can match or are willing to match or take that as a cue to say, I can surpass it even. The chip on the shoulder. And then just a great dude, man. Great dude. He really is a great, great human being. I'll, I'll just tell this story as well. Great personality. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell this story as well. You know, my, my, my youngest son, Cooper, 11 uh, was his favorite number because of Edelman. He wore, as Julian would call it, the sticks. Put the and and I told Julian Edelman that once that my son loves wearing number eleven for soccer for everything. That's his first choice for a number because of Julian Edelman. And he offered to FaceTime him. Well, now, that nice. sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. Have I never told you the story? I don't think I, so. He to offered to FaceTime him and taught him how to put his hand in a diamond shape in order to catch the ball. Don't let it get in your chest. Catch it out here. Put the diamond shape up there. And I saw him warming up for the Super Bowl in Houston, the last one, yep. <laughs> against, you know, prior to that big game against the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. right? And his moment, right? That was his Super Bowl MVP, um, part of his Super Bowl MVP run that year, not obviously that game, but right. he, he was warming up, making that diamond shape, and I... FaceTimed Cooper to show this is what Julian Edelman is yeah, doing. Does it right? And I didn't want to interrupt him, but he wound up as he's coming off. He asked how Cooper was. Doing. Yeah, it's awesome for the Super Bowl. Like a good, solid human, and I say to him, on behalf of all of us here, now that he is done playing, I say to him. Let's all have a Shabbat dinner <laughs> and raise a glass of Manischewitz with maybe something else to one of the best receivers I've seen play who raises his game in one of the best games that we've been fortunate to see, the Super Bowl. And he walks off a multiple champion 
multiple times, a Super Bowl MVP, a dynamite human with a great reputation in the game, and I look forward to seeing what he does next. Love Julian Edelman. Love Julian Edelman. Big uh, time. If you have time, check out our Twitter yesterday. I found this old archives from 2015. He talks about draft day, talking to Bill on the phone, yeah. what he learned from guys like Welker and Randy Moss. Uh, it was awesome. Cool clip. Check it out. And uh, I, we got to get him here so he can sign this book. Great Juicy Sports. <laughs> right there. So. <laughs> I, this was published well after Julian yeah. you know, had He's his in career. part two. Yeah, he's, right. he's in the sequel. Yeah, he'll be in the addendum. He'll be in the second book of Jews. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that dude. He's um, awesome. And then, so the NBA, the NFL. Man, I keep saying the NBA because of, of uh, Jamal. Um, well, and Steph last right. night. And Steph, Steph. By the way, congratulations yeah. to Steph. He's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the Golden State Warriors, surpassing Wilt. Amazing. So you know Jamal Murray on the opposite end of the uh, the spectrum, right there. Um, the NFL drafts on the brain. We've got two guys that I will be hosting the NFL draft with David Shaw and Charles Davis, part of NFL Network's draft coverage. They will be first up. I will be hanging with them in Ohio. David Shaw, we have yet to get his evaluation of the quarterbacks, have we? Mm. Is he surprised that Mac Jones could be the third quarterback off the board? Davis Mills, the quarterback that we've heard many times, could be. The first quarterback outside of this quintet that we keep hearing at the top of the first round. He's the Stanford quarterback. We'll ask David Shaw about him. Charles Davis will chime in on all of these subjects. And then I have a word uh, to say to Mark Schlereth when he joins us in hour oh. number three of this program. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Mark went on our friend Pat McAfee's show last Friday and said something that outraged Jet fans a coast to coast that essentially he said on Friday that why would anybody want to play for the Jets and be drafted by the Jets at quarterback after Sam Darnold is the latest example of a top-notch quarterback prospect going to the Jets and then having it not work out. And, you know, Jets fans are kind of like, well, We've all bought Robert Sala as being terrific, and we all hear the coaching staff that's coming is terrific, and the general manager appears to be pushing the right buttons right now so far to make the right moves to trade Jamal Adams and get some first-round capital, and then from first-round capital in the next two drafts, multiple ones, and he seems to be doing it right. So maybe this regime can actually have some sort of belief system placed in it. Is our belief system so far off? Are we just slagging on the Jets just to be the slagging on the Jets? That's basically what it is. Maybe. So, and then he put out a video of him in his Denver Bronco helmet responding to Jets fans with his three Super Bowl rings, one from Washington, two from Denver, and he placed them uh, on his fingers, his middle three fingers, and the one in which he uh, went through the Jets in the AFC Championship game in order to win that Super Bowl ring. He placed on his middle finger. That's when I reached out <laughs> finally to Mark Schlereth and said, I demand, I must demand he come on this program, and he's kind enough to say yes. Perhaps not aware that in the second-to-last row of the stadium, mile high, that day with the Jets in Denver for that AFC Championship game, 
there was somebody in year two of his Sports Center career dressed in his Wesley Walker jersey, still with his name, with his bunk from Camp Locanda <laughs> that he used to wear the jersey at, <laughs> stitched in the back. Camp Locanda. That person whose name stitched in the back, Richard Eisen, bunk 10, was in the stadium that day. <laughs> And heard it completely de- deafeningly quiet as the Jets strolled off. That kid was not there. That kid wore the Wesley Walker jersey first. Um, I was there listening to the deaf the deafening silence of the crowd when the Jets were up ten nothing. And as he pointed out, flipping the middle finger up to the Jets fans with a ring on it, they scored twenty three unanswered and won that uh, that AFC Championship game. So there I was oh, on that day. That. Oh, that's Shea Stadium behind me. Right there. <laughs> I mean, very good. All right. So Schlereth, Charles Davis, David Shaw, and you at eight four four two zero four. Rich, we will take your phone calls. Let's take a break. So we're on time for the coach from Stanford and my colleague from the NFL Network's draft coverage of the uh, two thousand twenty one NFL Draft in Cleveland, Ohio. David Shaw will be joining us next on the Rich Eisen Show. Before we hop off uh, on a commercial break, I do want to tell you uh, a, a hot minute about the white hot Odyssey putter line of putters. The OG is back, yeah. and the OG is, in fact, the white hot OG, defined by the famous urethane insert that golfers everywhere have come to love. It's a mythical combination of sound, feel, and roll. Yes, sound. You can hear the difference when you're putting with a white hot OG line of putters. Amateur golfers, tour players alike, Love it. Odyssey took it beyond a simple reintroduction. The original White Hot designs completely reimagined. The two ball, the Rossi, the number seven, the rest of the head shapes sport modern upgrades and fine surface milling for an ultra premium look to inspire confidence over the ball. White Hot OG putters feature the most popular, again, most popular insert of all time. And they're a beautiful balance of nostalgia and craftsmanship that you have to see to believe. I use it. And I can roll them in with consistency. I love them. You will too. Legendary then, iconic now. See the White Hot OG family of putters today at odysseygolf.com. David Shaw of Stanford and the NFL Network Draft coverage when we come back. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs 
costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Rich Eisen Show. How many um, planks do you have to break to be a black belt? How many do you have to? Is that is that is that an actual metric here? I don't what? think there's a number, but I think it's when the pressure's on, when the tournaments happen, when the tests happen. Why? Well, I'll break one right now if you need one. Do we have one anywhere? Can we get a plank for this? The hot take plank, but oh, don't break that. The hot take plank. Hot take plank. I mean, why not? It's a two by that two by four. That's what right. What kind there. of wood is it? Now you got me. I have no idea. Let me see it. Hold on. <laughs> Standard plywood, Listen, I'm guessing. Get ready to cancel my show at Morongo tomorrow. <laughs> I have a broken hand. The sweatshirt, we haven't taken it off in years. This would be amazing Can't feel if that. you could break this. Is that a proper... Uh, I can break this. <laughs> I haven't done this since I was 12. Okay, do you want to give it a try if you think you can do it? But this is what I learned at the House of Empty Hands in Newark, New Jersey. Okay, very good. Go. Did it break? <laughs> hold on. Right. So hold it down, would that be better? Yeah, that'd be good. Chris, hold it on the other hold side. Hold it on the other side, Chris. All right, it's going. Hold it, pull it, pull it out a little bit more. So the end is, is on the box. You don't even have uh, any... You don't have any music from uh, Karate Kid? I, if you guess it, Gloria Love. I'll play Gloria Love. Here we go. Forget it. <laughs> Damn it! I really thought I could do it, Rich. I really thought I could do it. It's okay, Jeff. We still love you. It's all right. Well, I got to get Jeff back in here because we have a new hot take plank. Oh, as yeah. you know, well, as, as you know, our friend Tom Person, the right. president of Commonwealth uh, Cedar Spills, uh, CedarSpills dot com for everybody. His his worksman is his craftsmanship and his er, is amazing. As you it's know, he made awesome. a, a a new hot take plank based on my my skull right there, right? My like, so then that wasn't good enough. That was two point We have a new one. Ooh, another one. Ready? What do we got? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. what the, that's amazing. Oh, I, okay, yeah. I like this no. one better. I like this one better, too. This yeah. one is? The 3.0 is the 3.0 winner. 3.0 is the winner. 3.0 is the winner. That. the winner. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fantastic. So I'll hold this. There you go. She give this great. to, I guess, to Shannon Sharp when he's tweeting about Kevin Durant. Do that. By the way, have you seen all of that this morning? I have. 844204 Rich, number to dial. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in the Kevin Durant, oh Shannon gosh. Sharp crosshairs on Twitter. Jeez. Although I guess I just placed myself there. Uh, I love this guy. I love uh, everything about him. I love his, uh, his mind. I love his coaching. I love just his personality and his friendship. Uh, most of all, because we sit next to each other on the first round of the NFL draft uh, on NFL Network. Uh, he is the head coach of Stanford football, David Shaw, back here on the show. How are you, coach? 
I'm doing great, Rich. Good to talk to you. What year? What number year is this for you? Or is this your tenth time doing this with us? Are you at number ten yet? Where at are you? least it has to be somewhere around there. This is, you know, well, I keep track. It's my seventeenth year doing the NFL draft on NFL Network, right, Chris? Is that what it is? Uh, year seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, I've been I've been saying that once a day, uh, David, just to get myself I mean, psyched up. You know what I'm three, saying? Three, four times. There is an I in Rich and Eisen, so. You mean you mean Cleveland doesn't get you psyched up enough? I mean, that does. Cleveland. Yes, it does. Well, we let's just hope they might not remember some of the uh, some of your uh, evaluation of Baker Mayfield as a first overall pick. That, that <laughs> may, <laughs> but you I'm know, kind. no, I'm you kind. you are you are no, but that's that's the best part about you. You dovetail our philosophy of of just of giving an evaluation that there's always positives. There be, might be some negatives. There might be a problem with the fit. You don't say it's an it's an impossibility that somebody. Uh, can't succeed so it's a perfect fit for you and our and our coverage so let's get into your evaluation of the quarterbacks david shaw that's available in this year's nfl draft if you don't mind what do you got for me on your board where do you want to start let's start with uh, i guess trevor lawrence is he number one on your board or you're a zach wilson guy or what what, where are you on that david shaw you know, and I've talked to Daniel a bunch about this, and I've watched the film over and over again. And those two guys are so intriguing. I do think there's kind of a line after those two guys. Um, Trevor, just the ceiling is off the charts. Um, it's not just athleticism. The guy is fast. He's tall. He's got a strong arm. He's an accurate passer. Um, and as a coach, you always I always think about the offensive line. And wherever this guy goes, Jacksonville, uh, they're going to love him, right? <laughs> this guy doesn't just run. This guy tries to run people over. He's tough. He's a fighter. Um, this is the franchise guy, and I'm excited about him. When you put on Zach Wilson, maybe you see some things that you like maybe a little bit better than Trevor. I mean, the film as, as in its totality might be a little bit better, but the size and speed and athleticism and arm strength and the accuracy of Trevor Lawrence makes him the guy. So give me the, the, the parts, because you, you went a little bit uh, higher register, which we notice here on the Rich Eisen Show, that sometimes you got to go there to, to, to uh, couch your comments a little bit, because that is something that uh, we don't hear a lot of, that Zach Wilson could be better at this than Trevor Lawrence. What is Zach Wilson better at that you think than Trevor Lawrence as a prospect entering the draft? there's one thing that I absolutely love about watching quarterbacks, and I think it's a direct transition from college to the NFL, and that is the combination of quick footwork and quick release and accuracy. And that's what Zach Wilson has. He is quick. He is explosive. He is accurate. Um, That ability to see something open and get the ball out of your hands really quickly because we all know the windows in the NFL, they open, but they close very, very quickly. Um, this guy's got the ability uh, to, to see, see number one and get to number two, and as soon as he sees number two, that ball starts to come out fast, and I think it's uh, at, quicker than anybody else in the draft this year, um, and I, I get excited when I, when I see that. Um, but to me, that doesn't, that it's not enough to overtake um, the, the phenom at Clemson. So let me ask you this, David Shaw, two red flags, if you will, or flags that could be somewhat tinted red for Zach Wilson um, are, one, the level of competition that, that he has faced coming out of BYU, and two, that he was not a core captain. What do you say about both of those things that get thrown in the direction of Zach Wilson during these evaluation times? Uh, you know, I think all of those things, I call them accents. 
right? You always start with the film, you watch the film, and then you collect all the accents. Okay. All the stories that you hear, the people that you talk to. I think Pro Day is an accent. I think the Combine's an accent. Interviews are the accents. And then after all, you get all those accents, then you go back and watch the film again before the draft um, to see, okay, wh- wh- how do I combine all of these things together to give me an evaluation? And um, he's got a live arm. He's got live legs. Uh, it reminds you a little bit of Baker uh, coming out. Um, but for me, I think he was a little bit better taking care of the ball um, than Baker. He threw the ball in very safe places. I thought Baker took a lot of chances, and I think his first two years in the NFL kind of showed that. And this past year, the interceptions go down, and guess what? The They get to the playoffs. Um, and this guy, I think he takes care of the ball really well. They're still gonna, there's a little bit of a frenetic pace to him, too, that may need to calm down a little bit. Um, I watched the pro day, and it was outstanding. And about five of those throws... You hope that he he never has to make those throws in an NFL game, right? Because uh, they're extremely dangerous, and coaches get worried about their jobs when you're making a bunch of those throws. Um, but the fact that he's got the ability to make them and he's got a history of taking care of the football makes you feel good about him. So, what about those two specific accents I, I put on the table uh, about the level of competition is something that makes an evaluation to the next step difficult? And uh, that he was not a core captain for BYU that might be an issue for somebody that's. You're choosing number two overall as the Jets for a leader of a franchise. Uh, a lot of times, you don't know the the politics and history um, of of why someone is or isn't chosen a captain. Um, sometimes it's not for anything that they did, other than maybe him being a little bit young uh, and you know, a little young and energetic, to say it nicely, when mm-hmm. he was when he was young at BYU. Um, and uh, so you, if you can find those stories, if there is something that you find, then maybe you have pause. Mm-hmm. Um, but for who he's been, which you can never forget either about college kids, you know, I'm with these guys all the time. There's a maturity that happens usually somewhere between sophomore and senior year, sometimes sophomore and junior year, where uh, their guys are more composed, they're more mature, and I think that's what's really happened. You watch the guy, he's very composed. He's very confident. Um, guys, the guys like playing with him. It's not like he's an outlier. We've, we've kind of seen some of those before, not to bring up any names, where the guy's a great player but has no friends on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case here. Um, I think uh, I think uh, the, the, the Jets fans are going to be excited about him. I'm not saying he's Broadway Joe, uh, but at the same time, he's going to bring some juice and energy to that franchise. David Shaw, Stanford University head football coach, getting set to hang with me and Charles Davis, our second-hour guest, Daniel Jeremiah, and the cast of thousands on NFL Network's draft coverage later on this month right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, again, uh, another reason why you're so terrific uh, for an NFL draft uh, is you've spent many years in the NFL and so also in rooms, evaluation rooms, draft rooms, and whatnot. Is it possible the 49ers made that big of a jump from 12 to 3, spending that much draft capital to go from 12 to 3 for a quarterback that they still are evaluating and grinding tape on, that they did not know the exact name of the quarterback that's not named Wilson or Lawrence that they're willing to spend all that to do? You know, and I have no knowledge uh, of, of how they got there or why they got there. Right. Um, but you can kind of look at it from the outside and saying, hey, we've got a quarterback that we really like um, who has not completed a season in two years. There are multiple first-round draft pick quarterbacks in this draft, and they're probably going to go early. So, hey, maybe it's let's just get up high so we make sure we get one 
products. We need to get one, and now let's decide which one. Um, I know there's, you know, people saying all kinds of things. They could take a tight end. They could take a tackle, whomever. Uh, they're probably going to take one of those quarterbacks, and it's not like they're desperate. Like, they have to have a quarterback. If Jimmy G stays healthy, this is still a, a, have a really good chance to be a, a playoff team. It's now can we insure ourselves against Jimmy's uh, health history and get the future uh, in this draft. So I understand the, the, the process of getting there and realizing you know, there are potential five first-round draft pick quarterbacks, and none of them might get out of the top ten. So you have to get up there if you want to get one. So the general sense of things, too, Coach Shaw, is that uh, Mac Jones is going to be the choice because he's the one that fits the Shanahan system the best. What do you say about that uh, axiom that we're hearing pretty much every day now? What do you think of that? This is this is like for for quarterbacks, especially more than any other position. This is always the argument um, that comes up so often. Where are you choosing the quarterback that best fits you, or are you just choosing the best prospect? And sometimes one is better, sometimes the other is better. And and I can't tell you which one is is which at times. But for all of us that have seen Kyle Shanahan. Um, uh, he's got a great offensive mind. Many have called him one of the best in the league, which I think he is. Um, and if he and John Lynch feel like this is the best fit, then that's the guy with no hesitation, right? You've heard uh, maybe they go for Trey Lance, since we're talking about a guy that maybe is going to sit for a year and has a ridiculously high ceiling. And you talk about level of competition and I mean, jumping a couple of rungs to get up to the NFL level. We think this guy's got the ability. Maybe that's good. Cool. Maybe it's Justin Fields. Right, the play action game, the boot game. Who knows? The guy, that guy, also takes care of the ball. Doesn't turn the ball over. So, um, or it could be Mac Jones, who some people have labeled a system quarterback. Hey, the guy throws the ball accurately. You know, that's what you need. He's a quick, quick decision maker. He throws the ball accurately. Um, you put guys around him, and it's proven now that he can make some plays. So, knowing Shanahan's system, which one fits, and is that the one that you have evaluated the highest out of those group of three quarterbacks, David Shaw? Yeah, I, I honestly have balanced back and forth between Justin Fields and Mac Jones for those two reasons. Um, I can see Mac Jones because I, I can picture the offense at, at Alabama and just put him in San Francisco and say he's run a lot of the same concepts. He's going to walk in knowing what to do. Um, he's going to have a learning curve like anybody else making this big jump, but he's not going to have to make it you know, in six months. He's going to have to make it hopefully in 18 months or longer, um, and I can see that. Uh, easily. I don't know um, how I would pull the trigger because it's not on me right now, uh, but I could also be swayed by Justin Fields because of that athleticism, because of that 4-4. If he does get in trouble, he can take off and run. Um, he also has a strong arm. He also takes care of the football. Um, so you can make an argument to take the guy that you can picture right now fits perfectly or the guy that gives you that added dimension as a runner, which is so vital right now in the NFL. What is your evaluation, Coach David Shaw, of Justin Fields? There was a huge to-do last week um, when Dan Orlovsky of ESPN put it out there that his work ethic has been questioned. What is your evaluation on all of that about Justin Fields, David Shaw? Well, I I, I don't know, Dan. Um, that never works. That never goes over well for somebody who's not in the building, who maybe talks to one person that says something. Who knows? Um, I, I, I would never cross that threshold because it's something I didn't see myself. Um, as an NFL evaluator, to really look at the skill set, the, 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 the potential detriments 
that I see on film or what other guys have seen on film also is for what I talked about, Zach Wilson does extremely well seeing and getting out. Um, Justin, every once in a while, has a tendency to be flat-footed. And um, it's not the same level of anticipation, which, yes, you can improve on. It's not something that he'll never get. Um, but that, that quick decision-making, that quick release, um, sometimes you don't see that. Uh, you see it periodically, you just don't see it as often. Um, as far as work ethic, hey, the guy's a great player. He's a great athlete. He's a leader. Um, he's got toughness. He's got all those things that you're looking for. Um, and to say that he's been that successful over two years at Ohio State and, and doesn't work hard, um, I'd, I'd have a tough time believing that. David Shaw, Stanford University, my colleague uh, for the first night of the NFL Draft on NFL Network right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I've asked many evaluators, all right, we've named the five, right, Lance and and Fields and Jones and Wilson and Lawrence. Give me somebody outside of that five that's got some ability that can make some hay, certainly in the draft, and then be that person that's outside of the, the radar screen. And the name that comes back uh, en masse is Davis Mills, Coach Shaw. I'll give you the floor on uh, the Stanford quarterback. What about him? Uh, yes, and, and for me, I think he's in the mix with, with these five. When you watch the film and you put on what he does well, you're going to see size, you're going to see athleticism, you're going to see arm strength, you're going to see accuracy, you're going to see a guy that can handle protections, he can handle the running game, you see him changing plays. Um, all the guys that have talked to him have been have been pleasantly surprised, uh, uh, to say it nicely, about his, his football acumen. Um, the guy knows the game and understands it. So uh, for me, once again, like I said earlier, you go back to the film, what the film tells me, this is an NFL-ready quarterback um, that in my my opinion, rivals, uh, especially those those next three after the top two guys, he's right in the mix, in my opinion, when you watch the film. Um, he's gone from sleeper to kind of not sleeper to, oh, my gosh, should we get up or should we move up? Should we trade back? Should we do something to make sure that we get this guy? Because he might be an NFL starter, and I believe the more film you watch, the more you get uh, convinced that this guy not only can play, but he's going to walk into the NFL ready to play. So do you think, like, end of first round? I know, look, people might accuse you of saying you're trying to push your guy up into the first round, but, I, you know, the Bears are sitting there. They took a big YOLO swing at Russell Wilson and did not connect. We all know there are, you know, there's New England sitting right there in the middle of the first round. Uh, we're already hearing that they could trade up for fields if he if he drops or even – all, all the way up to Atlanta if, 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 if free agency Belichick shows up on draft night, you know? Like, <laughs> what, 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 what would be a good fit, do you think, for, for Mills um, on draft night? Yeah, that, that's, that's the question. Um, I've heard everything from, from late one to early two. Um, and here's, here's what I say. If, if Davis Mills has a full 12 games and not the six that we played this year, um, he played actually, I still say he played four and a half because um, of a, a, a erroneous COVID test. Um, if he has a full 12 games, I think we're talking about him in the mix with that five, um, top 15. Um, I think if he came back for another year, then I think he's probably the best quarterback in America. Now you're talking about a top five, top 10 pick. So now if you do project him the way that most guys I've talked to say, okay, if this guy was going to be is going to be the number one pick next year, and if he had a full 12 games this year, he's a top 15 pick. Why not take him in that, in that late, mid, late first round, early second round, knowing that this could be my guy for the next decade? Um, so 
Yeah, right around you're talking about that late first round, it's more than worth it to take a guy that who's, once again, the film evaluation, not just not the hype, not the stats, the film evaluation shows all the things you're looking for. And I usually start with a little checklist of things I'm looking for at each position. And, you know, you actually, you actually check off everything that you're looking for uh, when you watch this guy play. And so last one for you. This is the question we might even be asking uh, in our pre-draft show Thursday night. We, we may still be wondering the answer to the loan remaining from what it seems, assuming Mac Jones is a 49er question, uh, as to what the Falcons are going to do with Matt Ryan having two more years, very expensive years, potentially uh, unseverable to expensive years left on his contract. Uh, also, Kyle Pitts sitting out there at four, or Lance or Field sitting out there at four, or somebody knocking on their door to go and get one of those quarterbacks. What would you, David Shaw, counsel the Falcons to do at fourth overall right now? So I, I call myself an NFL evaluator right now, but I'm also a football coach. Yep. So for me, whenever anybody says developmental and first round, I start to cringe, right? Because that means usually somebody else is going to end up coaching this guy. So for me, I'm looking at I'm looking at the top tight end uh, prospect to come out in a while. I don't know if I could pass up that guy to have that that quarterback and those two receivers for at least a year, um, and, and that tight end. That to me, I would it would be too hard for me to pass it up. Now the bigger offices in the building may may tell me to pass it up, right? But for me, I'm like I can't think about year two, year three. I'm thinking about what we're doing right now. Give me that tight end and let's go play. You love Kyle Pitts, huh? Uh, it, it's the 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 phrase mismatch nightmare gets overused. <laughs> this guy is a mismatch nightmare. He can play receiver. He can play tight end. Um, he blocks well enough, right? You don't have to be a dominating blocker. He blocks well enough. But when this guy runs, there are a couple of linebackers that could probably run with him in the NFL, and there, there are no safeties that have the size to battle this guy, especially down in the red zone area. Um, this guy is all the good tight ends that we've seen over the last decade kind of rolled into one. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd have a tough time passing. Are you saying he's compless? Is that what you're saying? David Shaw, there's no comp for him. Uh, on Kyle Pitts. No, no, nobody likes my comp that I that I say. I, I say I say Jimmy Graham, um, because Jimmy Graham dominated the NFL for about four years because he was too long, too fast, too explosive, and he played with Drew Brees. Now you give Matt Ryan this guy. Um, this guy's going to average. And I hate to put things on it, but this guy's going to average 15, 17, 18 yards a catch. Um, who's going to run with this guy in the scene with Julio outside? And Ridley. You know, this is, Don't forget Ridley, too, right? And, and, yeah, and, and Ridley could have a career year, right? Because every, every, every defense coordinator is going to say, okay, take care of Julio and the freak tight end, and our third corner, you get to go cover Ridley. No right? wonder, Ridley might kill it. No wonder the Dallas Cowboys are, are you know, no, I, I, you know, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm I'm thinking, do I tell Steven and everyone in the room or let's get them all on the same page to to get up from 10 and stick him with Dak, Zeke, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper and say, Dan Quinn, fix the defense, and then we'll, we'll draft otherwise to fix the defense in this draft and go to work? I mean, why wouldn't they do something like that, right? Yeah. Usually I'm one of those guys that tempers other people's enthusiasm about a prospect. But this guy, probably more than anybody in the draft, is going to change the outlook of your offense. He's going to change the outlook of your offense. He's going to make life easier for the receivers. If he does nothing else but release and run straight down the middle of the field, 
um, this guy can change what you do on the offense. I will see you in Ohio, sir, and uh, on uh, on some uh, some zooms beforehand to get ready for it. I, I I truly cherish the times that we get to sit next to each other. I look forward to seeing you. See you soon, Rich. Right back at you. That's Coach David Shaw of Stanford, part of NFL Network's draft coverage. Woo! He got a little. He got. A, he got a little bit. He got a little bit uh, excited with just the mention of Kyle Pitts, like TJ, TJ Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow Chris Berman's nickname for TJ, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys moving on up Jefferson. Uh, I can't fall for the Gotta think dope. about it. You have to. Settle down just a little no, bit. Sorry. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. No, no, no. <laughs> take a break. For you, TJ. They're trying to tempt me, Mike. Take I your know. phone calls. Also still to come, more madness of replay in Major League Baseball. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Happened again last night. I'll help him fix it. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You're a seventh round choice, drafted as a, a quarterback. Did technically, because sometimes I see you on the list of quarterback class of the of the uh, 2009 draft, Julian. Now, you know, uh, we came out as a receiver. Okay. Um, you know, we made that transition, uh, and I was vertically challenged for that whole position. Uh huh. Uh, my, my dreams got shot down quite early with that. So. Did Belichick ever talk to you about that at any point? Well, the story is, when I got drafted, uh-huh. Nick Casario was on the phone, or it was Bears or someone, and they go, oh, we just s- selected you. And it was the seventh round, so I was over here looking at teams that I was going to potentially sign with as a priority free agent. Yeah. And so, you know, they call, and... They draft me and then put Bill on the phone and Bill goes, and this is my Bill impression, you know, a little, you know, we don't really know what you're gonna play, but you're, you can play football. We'll see you at camp. Like, and then I was like, all right, see you at camp. And then 
got drafted there. So it was, it was kind of uh, we don't know what you're going to do, but uh, you can play football kind of thing. So there you are sitting there thinking, OK, I'm going to be a street free agent. I'm going to figure out which team I'm going to have mm-hmm. to sign with. What's my best spot? So your phone rings and suddenly Bill Belichick gets on the phone and says that to you. Hangs yeah. up. And then what do you what, how do you feel after that phone call? You must feel like what just happened? Yeah, I. With me, I was kind of like, man, now I got to make the team. You know, you get drafted and you have you, you have some fa- friends and family there and you're having a good time. But uh, that's when, you know, you got now. Now it starts to kick in that this is really going to happen. You're going to have an opportunity. Let's just try to take advantage of the opportunity. And uh, that's what I tried to do. Do you ever think you were going to get cut at any point? Julie? Oh, every every day. What do you mean every day? <laughs> Little things, you know, if, if I went the wrong way out of the huddle for uh, formation or, uh, you know, not doing a drill correctly. You know, I was doing stuff that I was, I've never done, you know, going in special teams and doing a hairpin turn and all these things. Like I was, I didn't know what I was doing really. And, uh, and I was thankful that the coaching staff was, uh, patient with me semi and, you know, I had to work hard. Semi. Yeah. Semi. And I had to work hard and, and kind of study my tail off and, and try to just be prepared for every opportunity that I had. And, um, and now we're here. Great stuff from Edelman when he was here on this show just a few uh, short years ago. Six. Oh, that was six that years was ago. After the six. Seattle wow. Super Bowl. Six years ago. Whew, baby. And then we had him in studio in New York. In New York, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In 2017. When he did came he, out with a he book. Did come in here? Yeah. He did come in here. That was the video. That was 2015. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I wasn't. Everybody. Yep. That's what happens when you miss one day. You missed one day. and It's okay, Mike. It's all good. It's all good. We're back on our radio network, right? You got us hooked up to everyone back on our radio network. So we're back. We're good to see everybody. We're here. Be heard by everybody. Kathy in Philadelphia. Let's take your phone call. How are you, Kathy? Hey, fellas. How's it going? How you been? What's up? Not bad, not bad. So I know, I know uh, you don't want to get into the Edelman Hall of Fame debate. Um, so I'm going to make this a, a general rather than, than specific to him. I, I think if we get to the point where we are um, giving guys the nod for one specific chunk as opposed to their entire career, then then I'm going to hop on the, the Brockman bandwagon and, and say Fitzy should go in the hall for just the amount of jerseys he has hanging in his closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of just to, to put it on a, in a different perspective, um, Rich, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the NFL draft coverage. I don't know if you've ever participated in yeah, that. Yeah, I know, Kathy. It, I appreciate it, that. Yes, that's correct. It, it, would, it, it would be um, the, the equivalent of, in, in my view, of giving the nod to somebody who comes in with great analysis of picks 30 through 32, but overlook somebody who's been a lead pipe wielding professional for Thank 17 you. years. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate you saying that. And so. just, you know, 17 years just at the draft. <laughs> you, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. It's more than that just outside of the draft. But you're just talking about the draft, me doing that mm-hmm. for 17 years, right? Correct. Thank Correct. you, Kathy. You're, you're, you're one of my favorite callers, even though sometimes you love busting my stones when you call them. Thank you for the call. That's Kathy in Philadelphia. <laughs> you, Kathy. And I understand her point. And, and, and again, I'm... I don't want to get into the Edelman is he a Hall of Famer question because we're not going to answer it. We're not going to answer it. And the man's career was so terrific. It's not just any seventh rounder would sign for it. Any first rounder would sign for it. Yes. Any 
first old, first taken wide receiver pass catcher would sign for. Kyle Pitts would sign for that right yeah. now. Kyle Pitts, you're going to play 12 years. You're going to be a Super Bowl champion multiple times. You are going to win MVP of a Super Bowl. You are going to play with one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You're going to play 19 playoff games. Okay, that's what you're going to do. Second all time in postseason catches and yards. Right. Kyle and Pitts gonna, is really going to Dallas. You're, you're going to be. You're going to be exactly. <laughs> no, you're, you're going to. Nah. You're going to be in the same postseason breath as Jerry Rice. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. Yep. You'd anyone. Sign, you, anyone. You would sign for that. Okay, so that's that. And if it was the postseason Hall of Fame, that's why. Again, I, I don't want to even twitch in that direction. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. Why not? Because, because TJ, it's 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 looking at an entire career, and just because you aren't stamped as a first ballot Hall of Famer coming off of a career like that, that's not what the conversation should be the first day. You should be talking about all the great things that he did. All right, and and you know, and why not? Okay, I'll just come through the door. Is that I, I don't want to come the day after his career and say this man is not a Hall yeah, of Famer yeah. when he could be one day, when he could be. One day, I mean, but there are. I would are, say there, he'll he'll probably eventually get in on the veterans committee. That would be, be that would be my guess. I, I don't. I but again, that's why yeah. his career is worthy of the conversation, and it is something that nobody thought could be possible right. from where he was drafted. And as we just played in the commercial break, when Edelman was here in year two of our show six years ago talking about Belichick saying to him on the phone, did a great Belichick impersonation. When yeah. he got drafted, yeah. Belichick hops on the phone. We don't know what position you're going to play, but you can play football with you in camp. Yeah. So he saw that. Okay. And just gives you a great glimpse as to what Belichick says to seventh rounders. He gets on the phone with the seventh rounders, and he'll say something like, we don't know what position you're going to play, but I think you can play football. We'll see you in camp. And if I hear that, as a seventh-round pick, I'm going to goosebumps just yeah, say that. Just I'm, think about it. I'm saying, okay, I'm going to run through a wall. Yeah. I'll see. Uh, yeah, you'll see me in camp. Yeah. You'll see me in camp. And any seventh-rounder that's sitting out there that gets chosen in this year's draft on the first day of May, you know, they'll probably somebody in the seventh round will be be chosen like right around post time of the Kentucky Derby. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like that right around then is when they're going to be hearing their names called. Think of Julian Edelman on that day. If you're one of them or you know somebody, because look at what Julian Edelman has become. In those early years with New England, people forget he was one of the best punt returners in the game. Yes, correct. And and as Kathy in Philadelphia points out, I'm the Julian Edelman of hosting and also the Tom Brady of hosting all rolled into one, having hosted an NFL draft for 17th. Congratulations! Year this year for me. Yeah, I don't know. If, you gotta I, move on. You gotta have, move have on. I, have I mentioned that that, <laughs> I, that I have not in the last when five I step, minutes. You know, when I step into the ring with a very deep pool of a competition of the NFL draft, I will. That'll be my seventeenth uh, time. That's crazy, though, man. So, yeah, I mean, so there's that. Um, <laughs> and Charles Davis will be right next to me, and so will David Shaw. And we just had David Shaw, and here comes Charles Davis. That's some go. good company right there. Here comes Let's CD. Go. Let's go. CFD22, as he used to be known. Yeah. He's not on. He's not he he, he, he bailed. The and then Mark Schlereth coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. We got to right, so get that story. While we're still sitting here on Peacock, just a couple pieces of housekeeping. 
Uh-oh. Hey, um, who's, whose plank is this? You know, I, my, my buddy Tom Person is, did not send this to us, right? Yeah, he, Tom I usually thought he did. Yeah, this is actually from a company called Wood Grain Crafts. Okay. They're out of Portland, Oregon. Their All right. business owners are Reed and Matt. And they sent it to us? And they sent it to us. Their Instagram is at Wood Grain Crafts. So, okay, fellas, we've been DMing each other. And so uh, I didn't know it came in. It did. Today I'd been checking the mailroom, but it, it wasn't here. So, here it yeah, is. but that Wood Grain Crafts. So, we appreciate you guys for sending us the, okay. a hot tank. Well, well, yeah. I now we have multiple looking, in case they need to be multiple. broken. I yeah. look at, look forward to um, you know you. I appreciate you looking for it in the mailroom. I guess you were too busy trying to pick the offices clean of items. <laughs> like, like I said, like Jonathan Tucker's. <laughs> I needed pens and notebooks, Rich. Understood. Well done. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, another piece of housekeeping. Well, th- this is a video, a, piece, a screen cap. Can you put that screen cap of Schlereth up when you get a second, Don? Oh this gosh, is why we have Mark on. Uh, Mark um, responding to a lot of angry Jet fans is what he said on McAfee's show, saying why, why should the Jets be trusted with any top quarterback prospect when they've proven that they haven't done anything and there's a new regime coming in that everybody's believing in. And So he put all three of his Super Bowl rings on uh, to uh, talk to Jets fans and the helmet that he beat the Jets in of uh, that yep. AFC championship game for his second and final, his third Super Bowl ring of his career. Oh, wait, wait, but second, uh, he, he put that one in the middle finger and he showed the camera <laughs> which finger the Super Bowl ring that he went through the Jets to go right. get right, right, right. was on the middle finger. Right. <laughs> so disrespectful. That's when I reached out. That's <laughs> so when I reached right? out uh, to Schlereth to say, I, I, I think I... We need to we talk. Need, we need to. We need to hash this out. <laughs> we need to talk. Have a rash, as I said, a rational conversation. As I, go- might, <laughs> I might be the most rationally irrational Jet fan that's, that's fan, out yeah, there, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I just love how you approached him on it. Like, yo, got some things I need. Yeah, to talk we, to we, me. you know, I feel. I'm glad. Did you do it over phone? Did you? No, call? I direct message him. Oh, okay. The exact direct message. I'll read it. I was gonna say I'm glad that like he didn't block you like no, Shannon did. No, my KD. exact direct message. <laughs> my Jets fandom and speaking for a large group of such people means I feel I must ask, nay, request you to call my show tomorrow, please, for a rational conversation on the subject matter at hand. Oh, that's nice. Like Goldie from the Mac about an hour. That'll be great. But in the meantime, Charles Davis and all five of his fingers will show up next. (laughs) 